Pop Fizz. Oh, and clearly that great Foley work. You can mm-hmm. tell this is an Anna fuckinversary. Hooray, Michael Winslow style. Michael Winslow style. Hit the theme music. Okay. Boop. Where's that shit? I think there's only enough for two glasses so we cannot get too drunk. Hey man, I don't know about you, but I cannot drink right now. Hey, I'm pretty sure that this is going to be enough to make us loopy, considering we are both ill. Gabriel, what do you mean we're both ill? We'll introduce ourselves in a moment in the show, but Gabriel, what do you mean you're ill? I mean that we're both two of the coolest, hippest dudes if the baggiest pants you'll ever meet on this side of the Queensboro Bridge. Just like the goddamn... Oh, not, I should talk close to the Cheers. microphone. Just like the goddamn Beastie Boys album, Licensed to Ill, That's Us. Mm-hmm. Also, also, just like that, that album by Nas where he goes on about children of the world or something, we're Illmatic. Hey, I didn't get that reference, but... That's okay. All right, cheers. To two years, Daniel. Of Slow Readers. Take Fuck a sip, yeah. Uh, take a sip, one sec. America's uh, fast-paced literature podcast. Brought to you, to you by, by Top, Top Gallant, Gallant Radio. Radio. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a show about books. It's a show about reading. It's a show about recovering from colds. It's a show about the words on the page. It's a show about taking uh, oil of oregano for uh, medicinal purposes. It's a show about picking up random psychology books because, hey, it's three bucks on Kindle. Wait, what? Yeah, I got that one. Games we play? Games people play? Uh, Very interesting. Oh, that's, that's the one. Okay, well, that's the one that you covered for work. I, yeah. I actually didn't really go over Daniel and I story. cover books for work also. Because we are actual... Audio producer music producers. No, we are not. <laughs> but no, we are not that. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's really hard. I know one fraction of the tools on Logic Pro. Yeah, and you know what? We don't need to know we the other ones. We don't need to know the rest. We should, but you know. Yeah, one of those uh, uh, Gabriel, who mm-hmm. and what are you? Hello, everyone. My name is Gabe Mara. I'm a comedian. I'm a writer. I'm a dancer. And also, I'm an audio producer of sorts. And along with me, as always, is my co-host... Who are you? Uh, I am the co-host of the Momos, mm. uh, Daniel Gonzalez. Gonzalez, Gonzalez, Gonzalez. An audio Gonzalez. producer, writer, editor, and an author. True story. And also man of mystery. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, brought to I don't know what's going on in that walnut of yours. Brought to you by Top Gun Radio. <laughs> yeah, that's you. <laughs> sure. uh, Gabriel, mm-hmm. this is an exciting show because as you can tell... We're both sick. We're both sick. We're both, We're both a little sick. bit loopy. We're and so, loopy. loyal listeners who are only ever here for book talk, uh-huh. swipe up, you'll find nothing. We're nothing. not talking about a book today. So, for those of you who are casual fans of the show, who only listen to book talk, you can go ahead and just turn it off now. Yeah. Or, or if you want to hang out, hang out. Yeah. Or We got Prosecco. Yeah. That... We both have colds. <laughs> We're going to talk about being sick. Mm-hmm. We're going to run out of steam very quickly. Yeah, we're going to do our top five favorite fictional protagonists. Yes. Fictional pr- protagonists and, of all time. And we're going to do a couple of games. Mm-hmm. So for all you out it's there... It's a party. ...who love just hanging around and listening to us talk, mm-hmm. looking at you, Sabrina Russo. Hey, my friend uh, Corinne Kahn from uh, Pennsylvania recently messaged me that she listened to our Slaughterhouse-Five episode, and she rolled for much of it, or she lamoured through a lot of it. Oh, that's good. So... Thanks, Coco. Love ya. Thank you, Coco. Shout out to Coco at Coco.com. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Coco? Uh, do you think it's the Pixar movie? It's a Pixar movie. It has to be. They probably had to buy it. No, I'm sure like something else legit. Had Coco to do Chanel, that. maybe. My mouth is so watery right now. Mm, why is that? I don't know. <laughs> Gabriel, we're on. Uh, we'll talk about my me eyes are not closing at the same time. My, uh, I'm on several different uh, 
medications and substances right now, mm-hmm. um, such as coffee. Yes. Uh, oil of oregano. Mescaline. Mescaline. No. Mm-hmm. Um, I took uh, d- uh, daytime Alka-Seltzer. Yeah. Uh, and now we're taking uh, Prose- Prosecco. Prosecco. And, uh, and yeah, so... It's a hoot. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a loopy as. It's gonna be a loopy episode. Strap in, fellas. Mm-hmm. Daniel, right. how are we launching this two-year anniversary episode? What, what, what number is it? One oh. One oh two. We're at one oh two. Episode one oh two. What are we doing, Daniel? Well, one oh four would that make more sense. It would make more sense. No, we took two days off at the start of the year. That's right. So technically, we would be at one oh four. Okay. Uh, we're gonna fuck around for two episodes in the coming year, so that so that next time the one hundred fiftieth episode and we'll the three also year anniversary. Three anniversary will coincide, yeah. so we don't have an awkward like little mini thing. Yeah, rather than uh, rather than like have like some kind of weird double celebration thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll do it all at once. Anyway, yeah. what do you have planned for this our two year anniversary episode? Can you believe we made it this far, Daniel? <laughs> no, I mean two years. I don't know. I feel like we've either been doing this longer or nowhere near as long. Two years sounds like a weird place to be. It really does. Yeah, Gabriel, do you remember all the fine memories we've had? Mm-hmm. If you could tap into my brain, like Total Recall style, you'd mm. see all the times I just. The different t- different tables that we recorded on. Uh, all the different tables. The different apparatus. We had Top Gun Radio Headquarters. Mm-hmm. Then there was Top the the Top Gallant Cove. There's Top Gallant um, West, and then there's Top Gallant Cove. Yes. Then there was Top there was Top Gallant West. Then there was Top Gallant Cove. Then there was Top Gallant Dungeon. Yes. Wasn't there another one in between there? No, I don't think so. Okay, I thought there was. And now we have a uh, Top Gallant uh, Walk in Closet. Closet. Yeah. Um, which is pretty nice. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's it sounds okay. From yeah, what can, yeah, yeah. From what I can tell. I mean, it could be a little better. Maybe we're course, just being but... better radio producers. Who knows? Yeah, we have our higher standards now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're still not as good as we should be, but you know. What is your fondest memory of doing this show for two years, the Daniel? The fondest memory that one time I brought down a retired Nazi doctor from the South Americas. Mm-hmm. That was a really cool episode. It was a cool episode. The I whole time lot... we're talking into your phone. I got a lot done that time. Mm-hmm. Gabriel, what's your fondest... What's your hazy memory? Of doing the show? Of doing the show. Um... That no, that was sex and violence. I was going to say <laughs> that time I threw up on air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good time. Um... I don't have any good memories of this show. Yeah, no, do I. So this is a fucking job. This is you're a fucking slave master. This is a slog. Got to read a goddamn this is book hell. every damn week. This is week. fucking hell. Every damn week. I hate it. Gabriel, let's play a game. Let's play a game. All right, Gabriel. This is the first of, I believe, two games we're gonna play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this time, oh, uh, I didn't prep the second game. It is a what's that? I didn't prep the second game. Well, good thing we have breaks. Hey, Gabriel. Yep. We have a game to play, and it's yep. a game that you invented. Okay. And we just keep kind of evolving every time mm-hmm. we play it. And as you call it, it is Patterson Custers the Woods. Patterson Custers the Woods. Patterson Custers Patterson Custers the Woods. Hey. AKA Patterson's Custlers the Woods. Yes. Where Gabriel, mm-hmm. you decided you uh, asked me if I knew my generic white authors hot boiler generic white action thriller authors yes where you had to you read a description of a book and and asked me whether or not it was uh it was a book by james patterson clive Cussler, or Stuart woods mm-hmm. and uh and every time we do this we kind of like mix it up a little bit yeah i invented the, um a new game last time which was um hot um, bosch cross bones mm-hmm. which i very much enjoyed as well bosch crossbones yes um uh, yeah i can call bosch and crossbones 
but Bosch Crossbones came up. Yeah, okay, I can see that. But um, yeah, and uh, I'm gonna this time I was the one who prepared the the game for yeah. you to play, Gabriel, and I kind of did. I'm repeating something I've done before because I thought it was a lot of fun. Okay. And also, I'm going to basically make this triptych mm-hmm. of of of, of whiteies, just like Bosch triptych of whiteies, and okay. I'm gonna make it a fortick. Okay, a forktick. Cortic. Fortet. Cortic. Whatever, Fortet. Um, quad, 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 Gabriel. Yep. I was actually thinking about cutting out uh, Clive Costler or something because his, because his are too his obvious. They're too fucking obvious. Yeah, they, they're, they're so always weird. They're always too clearly him. And you know what? Give him credit because the the whole joke is that they're there should be interchangeables, but his are they're too never, fucking weird. Yeah, yeah, they're too weird. So uh, I decided to add in a fourth person. Exciting. And then I kept Clive Costler because Clive Costler is too fun to talk about. Okay. Uh, and I added in another. White male author called okay. David Balducci. Oh, no. Yes. Okay. And you don't know who he is, do you? I, no, I've seen the name. I don't know any of these you've, people. You've seen Unlike you, Daniel, I only worked in a fake bookstore. You yeah. worked in a real bookstore. Which is a book. Yeah. Yeah. Book. My bookstore was a bar mm-hmm. called the bookstore. And you couldn't buy books there. Anyway. You could. It just weren't good ones. Um. So, yeah. So, I'm going to read. So, mm-hmm. again, Gabriel, you to this. I'm going to read the synopsis, the first part of this. There's okay. two parts. The first part of this is I'm going to read the synopsis of a random novel okay. pulled from the bibliographies of Cussler, Patterson, Woods, and Balducci. Okay. Uh, and you're going to, and I'm going to give you uh, 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 four, yeah, you need to select which they are and what the title is, which okay. I'll, I'll, I'll make up three different titles for like the wrong author and the right one has the real uh, title. Okay. okay. And, uh. I've changed the name, like the main character's names and any like other kind of things that are related to the title or the mm-hmm. series or whatever, you know. Okay. Let's do this. Running out of air. Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Synopsis number one. Okay. Ever a man of mystery and intrigue, Oates Serial has donned mm-hmm. a new disguise, that of Bigly Stunner, a stuntman and action an actor starring in Centurion Studios' newest film. When the pitcher's leading lady begins receiving blackmail threats, Oates is in the perfect position to investigate, and it it soon becomes clear that the villains have more in their sights than just money. Money they've got. What they need is prestige, the cash of a respected studio to lend authority and legitimacy to their artistic endeavors. And a little bit of vengeance in the bargain. Still going. Oh my god. <laughs> From the seedy, hidden corners of Los Angeles to the glamorous Hollywood Hills, it will take every ounce of Oates's cunning to save an actress's career, protect the studio, and finish filming Centurion's next big hit. Okay. Now, is it A. James Patterson's Lights, Camera, Blackmail? Oh no. B. David Baldacci's Baldacci? Balducci. Oh my god. He's going Balducci, but it's Baldacci. David Baldacci? Ba- Baldacci. Really? Uh, David Baldacci. I can double check. Because <laughs> uh-huh. Balducci. Uh, David Baldacci's Hollywoodland. C. Stuart Woods's The Money Shot. Or D. Clive Cussler's L.A. Punch. It's not Cussler. Okay. Um, let's see here. Um, While you're doing this, I'm going to look at the spelling of his name. Yeah. For a second, I was hoping that I could figure it. I, I knew I knew that Bosch was Baldacci. based in. Oh no, I guess Balducci. Bosch is based in L.A., so that's why I, I tried to remove anything of that last game. Um, Patterson characters, including Cross, is always in D.C. So I think 
This would be I believe I don't know anything about Balducci. I really don't. Baldacci. Baldacci. I'm gonna gamble on Baldacci. As Baldacci? Yes. So your guess is it was B, David Baldacci's Hollywood Land. Yes. Gabriel, you are wrong. Oh no! It is Stuart C, Woods. Stuart Woods's The Money Shot. I knew it was Woods or it was um what's or Baldacci. Baldacci. Yeah, uh, honestly, uh, I, I can. The, the fun thing about Baldacci is I don't entirely get his shtick just yet, so it makes okay. it a bit of a wild card. Okay. Okay. Wild card, Baldacci. Wild card, and, and for uh, listeners who didn't listen to last time we played this, like uh, for your what was the bone? What was it? Bones and Bosch cross bones. Bosch cross bones. I, like all three, I guess bones. Yeah, I those think, bones I every think. single time. Yeah, I got right once. Okay. Um, okay. So, next synopsis. I was. I should have known. Billy Billman is a master of killing. A high. <laughs> Terrible start. <laughs> this is long, right? A highly skilled assassin. Bill is the man the U.S. government calls on to eliminate the worst of the worst, enemies of the state, monsters committed to harming untold numbers of innocent civilians. No one else can match Billy's talents as a hitman. No one except Jessica Real. That's the character's real name. I didn't change it. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) A fellow assassin, equally uh, professional and dangerous, Real is every bit as lethal as Billy. And now she's gone rogue. Is Billy's name real too? No. (laughs) Okay. And now she's gone rogue, turning her gun sights on other members of their agency. To stop one of their own, the government looks again to Billy Billman. His mission, bring in real, dead or alive. Only a killer can catch another killer. They tell him. Still gone. But as Billy pursues real... He quickly finds that's a funny name. He quickly finds that there is more to her portrayal than meets the eye. Her attacks on the agency conceal a larger threat, a threat that could send shockwaves to the U.S. government and around the world. Daniel, when you are editing this, can you please add like thriller music while you are reading these things, and also probably add a ding and a buzzer noise when I'm wrong or right. Oh no, that'd be yeah, that'd be fun if I can do that. I'll find I'll find the shit for you if you want to edit them in. Oh boy, that's noise. All right, Gabriel. Yes. Is it A, James Patterson's The Killers? Okay. B, David Baldacci's The Hit? Okay. C, Stuart Woods's Gun Sights? Gun Sights. Or D, Clive Cussler's The Killing Game? I'm going to guess this time it is Baldacci. Do you think it's B, David Baldacci's The Hit? Yes. Gabriel, you are right. Yes. Yes. Yes, I knew it. It is David Baldacci's The Hit. I wish I remember what Billy Billman's, Billy Billman's real name is. Mm-hmm. It's also dumb. All right. Billy Billman. Okay. All right. So last one for this stage. Hmm. <clears throat> stage clear. <clears throat> Sorry. Synopsis number three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Sorry. boy. Hired to search for a collection of paintings worth half a billion dollars, mm-hmm. Pablo Pueblo and the crew of the... Dildo. <laughs> you really saw dildo? Soon find themselves in much deeper waters. Jesus Christ. That I, I didn't have, I didn't change that. That's what it actually said. Soon finds themselves oh, in much deeper Oh, that's not what I'm waters. laughing at. And uh, I know you're not. Uh, the vicious leader of a Filipino eh? hey. uh, insurgency is not only using them to finance his attacks, he has stumbled upon one of the most lethal secrets of World War II, a Japanese-developed drug designed but never used to turn soldiers into super warriors. Oh, no. This is clearly James Patterson. <laughs> to stop him, the dildo must not, must not only dildo. take on the rebel commander, but a South African mercenary intent on getting... Still not done. Oh, my God. Intent on getting his own hands on 
on the drug, a massive swarm of torna torpedo drones targeting the U.S. Navy, an approaching megastorm, and possibly a war that could envelop the entire Asian continent. Wow. Is it A, James Patterson's Hurricane. Okay. B, David Baldacci's Doomsday Clock. Uh-huh. C, Stuart Woods's The Last Storm. Or D, Cliff Custler's <laughs> Typhoon Fury. I wonder. Um, it is very clearly... What's the guy's real name? Dirk what? Dirk Pitt? Dirk, um, actually, n this is a different It's not series. a Dirk, Dirk there, Diggler thing? <laughs> wait, no, Dirk was, um, I think that's, uh, ah, fuck, I don't remember. Hold on, let me look it up. But yeah, go ahead and... It is Clive Custer. It, it is Clive Custer, yes. Let me look this up, because, like, he has... I'm actually surprised also that, uh, I think Stuart Woods is... All of his books are Stone Harrington Stone series, Harrington? Which is, you know... Yes. You can't say it without rolling your eyes. Yep. Um, <laughs> no, this is part of the Oregon series. The Oregon is the name of, like, the submarine or the... Is, is that what you called the dildo? The dildo. <laughs> uh, Jesus. And, uh, one second. Yeah, this is the one with that horrendous cover where it looks like... Post it on Instagram. Like... Like, Counter-Strike-era graphics for, like, depicting an action scene or something. Mm -hmm. uh, Sam and Raimi Farrow... Dirk Pitt. No, that was Clive I Custer. said Dirk you're Pitt. Right. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Cool, cool, cool. Gabriel, second phase. Okay. Same boss. Sure. <laughs> Cuphead. Gabriel, you know, out of all these authors, I love making fun of James Patterson the most. Obviously, he welcomes it. He has some of the awesomest book titles ever assembled such as nypd red three yes mm -hmm. and honeymoon and its sequel honeymoon two and i alex cross and step on a crack alex cross run <laughs> run alex cross run i think no it's just alex cross run is it i think oh, so boy all right anyway uh so gabriel this one i've lazily called Who's Patterson's Next? Okay. I said read that wrong, but I'm sticking with it. Who's Patterson's Who's Next? Who's Patterson's Next? I read it wrong, but that's what was new What it supposed title. to be? <laughs> Who's on Patterson Next? Okay. Um, which also doesn't make sense, but... Sure. Uh, you know, I've had a cold, whatever. Yeah. So, Gabriel, I'm going to read you a synopsis of a James Patterson novel. Mm -hmm. And I actually didn't change, like, the names for this. Okay. Uh, because they're they're important, of course. Um, And uh, and you need to select which is the real title Amid, well, the because I'm going to give you three titles. One of them is real. The other two are names that I just flat out fucking made. So name, get the, guess, guess the real title. Guess the real title of this James Patterson synopsis. This okay. Is, uh, okay. Number one. Yes. Did I come up with three? I got three. Damn. Oh, right. boy. Which is the real Patterson title? Okay. A leader has fallen and Alex Cross joins the procession of mourners from Capitol Hill to the White House. Then a sniper's bullet strikes a target in the heart of D.C. Alex Cross's wife, Bree Stone, sure. uh, newly elevated chief of D.C. detectives, must solve the case or lose her position. The Secret Service and the FBI deploy as well as the... Wait, what? And the FBI deploy as well in the race to find the shooter. Okay, sorry. Uh -huh. um, Alex is tasked by the new president to lead an investigation unprecedented in scale and scope. But is the sniper's strike only the beginning of a larger attack on the nation? Okay. Is it A, Black and Cross? Okay. B, Target, Alex Cross? Uh-huh. Or C, Man Down, Alex Cross? I believe it is B. Target, mm. Alex Cross? Yes. Gabriel, you are right. Yes! Yay! All right. All right. 
I did, I did look up some of these in the past to make games for you. Some of them, yeah. Some of them might be familiar. Uh, mm-hmm. I really wish I could go to like the old bookstore and just like look at them because I feel like when you when you go on Amazon and look up his books, or whatever, like they're not like all there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's more fun to just run your fingers over the books mm-hmm. and just like see just like a cavalcade of awful names. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, okay. So. Nina Bloom may be the perfect lawyer, wife, and mother, but when an innocent man is framed for murder in Key West, her past comes back to haunt her. Nina's secret life began 18 years ago. She had looks to die for, a handsome police officer husband, and a carefree life in Key West. When she learned she was pregnant with her first child, her happiness was almost overwhelming. But the end. <laughs> the end. <laughs> but Nina's world is shattered when she unearths a terrible secret that causes her to run for her life and change her identity. Now, years later, Nina risks everything she's earned to return to Florida and confront the murderous evil she fled. In a story of wrenching suspense, James Patterson hey, gives us his most head-spinning, action-filled story yet. A Hitchcockian blend of quite unquenchable drama and pleasure, if I can read it right. <laughs> is it a, now you see her. Okay. B, run, Nina, run. Oh, no. Or C, run from the past. I'm going to guess C, because it sounds like that generic. More generic than now you see her or run, Nina, run. Yes. Okay. C, run for the past. Mm-hmm. Careful, you are wrong. Oh, no. It's a, now you see her. Oh, yeah, it, come on, James. It's, it's very forget. All right, whatever. Patty. I mean, hey, he's he's the fucking hey, he, world's yeah, highest. I, so. Yeah, like he's listening to this podcast. Like, stop making fun of my books. Every time we go, yeah. He I wipes can, his face of $100 bills. It's, it is 11.30 p.m. He's wearing a leather jacket mm-hmm. in his in his study, and he's just like breaking pencils every time. Like, <laughs> he's, 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 all right. <clears throat> so, last one. Okay. Last one. Gabriel, okay. so far, you're, uh, you're three for five. Okay. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, next one. I'm tired of talking. <laughs> All right. Sally Gr- Grism. Grism? Sally Grism? All right. Sally Grism. <laughs> Grizzle. Mm-hmm. Is a top secret service agent in charge of the presidential protection team. She knows that something is amiss when she is summoned to a private meeting with the president and his chief of staff without any witnesses. But she, she, uh-huh. but she couldn't have predicted that she'd be forced to take on an investigation surrounding the superior, the mysterious disappearance of the first lady, with strict orders to keep it a secret. The first lady's absence came in the wake of the scandalous public revelation of the president's affair. So at first, it seems as though she is simply cutting off all contacts as she recuperates at a, at a house and farm in Virginia. Jeez, so long yeah, I'm like, this is long. Uh, what, pre- what begins as an innocent respite quickly reveals itself as a twisted case when the White House receives a ransom note along with the first lady's finger. Oh, no. Gabriel. Is it called first lady's finger? <laughs> Close. Uh, Gabriel, Mm -hmm. is it A, First Amendment? (laughs) B, first on the agenda? Okay. Or C, the First Lady? Huh. What are they again? Is it A, First Amendment? Okay. B, first on the agenda? Or C, the First Lady? I'm going to guess C. The First lady. Yes. Careful, you're right. Yes, hey! I win. Four for six. I win. I am above average. That's um. That's a reasonably no. I think you still fail. Well, what? Based, wait, 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 that's a sixty percent. Four for six. Sixty percent. Yeah. No, 60%. that was like eighty percent. 
Is it? Yeah. Bro, I don't remember no more. We're we're sick. Yeah, I'm really sick. I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah, I'm exhausted. I'm so tired. <laughs> but yeah. I win! Hey, bro, you won! Yay! You know what you won? What do I win? You won this hunk of shit. Right there. Speaking of that was which... Me, it was me shitting. That was just me lifting Yeah, you brought it out. Want, it's a hunk of shit. I want to make it sure that mm-hmm. everyone out there knew that... It's carved in the shape of 50-year-old Paul Rudd. And it has your name on it. Mm-hmm. 50 years old, huh? Yeah. Fucking, like, younger than the rest of us. Mm-hmm. In the face of our... Gabriel? Yeah? Uh, I'm going to go take a drink of water. Cool. But we're going to go on break. I'm also going to drink a water take a break. Yeah. And when we come back, uh-huh. we're going to give you guys one of our patented top five lists. Top five. Favorite S- protagonists. So top five favorite episodes of the Whip Around podcast. Hey. That's, that's a show we like a lot. Mine is the one that had me on it. Oh, wait. They didn't have me on yet. Yeah, I can't yeah, give him yeah, a look. Yeah, yeah. It's all audio. All right, well, we'll right, be back. Go on break. All right, bye-bye. Welcome back. How was your glass of water, Daniel? Dear listener readers, it was okay. I, I pounded some water, too. Did you pound some good. water? I did. I did. Did you pound some water? Mm-hmm. I can always keep that massive, like, like liter of water, like, around me, so. Yeah, it was fine. I have one of those fancy collapsible waters, uh, mm-hmm. just like a Silicon Valley dude would definitely carry around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Daniel is a Silicon Valley dude. Gabriel, I'm a Silicon Valley You're bro. like Martin Starr. I'm like Peter Thiel. You're like Elizabeth Holmes. I'm like Elizabeth Holmes. In every single way. Yeah, From your voice, voice, to your turtleneck. My crazy hair. To your blondness. That really intense look, gaze she has in mm-hmm. her eyes. To your love affair of a much older Indian man. Yes, who was uh, just a real savage Sonny Balwani. Uh, 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 boss of a, of a dude. Oh, that, make, that sounds like a weird <laughs> yeah. um, uh, a compliment, but yeah. I, I meant like he was... Sonny Balwani, not a great guy. He, he was not a great guy. Neither mm-hmm. was she, to be honest with you. Yeah. But Gabriel, uh-huh. uh, this is a book This is not about the founder or this, bad blood this, or whatever. This is the second year anniversary of Slow Readers. Of Roast Leaders. America's fast-paced literature podcast. Mm-hmm. Gabriel. Yep. Are we, are we talking about a book? Is this book time? No. <laughs> I burped. Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to say anything like earlier, but in the last segment, I almost threw up. <laughs> I like burped and I, I vomit tasting like oregano came in my mouth. Nice. But I swallowed it down and kept on recording. Uh, this morning, uh, I woke up with like a really, sick. a really horrible burning, like draining feeling in the back of my throat. Oh yeah. So I like, I, I spent a lot of time like, like, you know, brushing the back of my throat and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I threw up doing that. Oh. Anyway, Solid. So, so, Gabriel, so it's not book talk. It's not book talk. It's a celebration. What are we celebrating, Gabriel? Oh, we're celebrating two years of doing this show, which is pretty crazy. It is. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a lot of people can just do a podcast, whatever, and they can do it. You know, and, once, and, once... in our experience, not really that many can. Well, yeah. Okay. I think anyone can start a podcast, but I don't know a lot of people who have have like two years running shows. True. Um, but in Gabriel, so... we, between you and I, we've started and failed like three or four different shows. Well, that's what that's what podcasting is like. The first mm-hmm. ones are kind of fail, you know. Yep, yep, yep. And, and, and Gabriel, how are we celebrating our two years doing the show? Well, we ran out of all of our champagne already. My mom just texted me. Okay, she's a really sweet lady. Um, and we are going to be doing one of our patented top five lists that we do when we don't feel like doing a book. Gabriel, that's incredible. We've now, only done that like three or four times. Uh, now is the time for us to talk about top five what the fuck ever's. Top 
five Edith Wharton characters. And you know what, Gabriel? I'm mm-hmm. so excited. What are we doing? What are we counting our top five of? Daniel, we're doing our top five favorite literary protagonists. Wow. Why are we doing that? Um, I don't know. Okay. It was a weird I suggested list. either that or narrators. I think narrators might have been easier, actually. Why? Really? Yeah. I don't know. I think I could think of narrate for me like remembering my favorite protagonist was actually very difficult and I'm sure I like like I might lift some like you'll say yours and I'll be like fuck that's totally one of mine I didn't even think of it I did all the I don't remember the books I've read I haven't like been checking off my Goodreads for years so I'll forget my favorite protagonist narrators I'll be like oh right there's my obviously my favorites are blankety blank from blankety blank one's a stylistic choice one is kind of much more broad I feel what the protagonist one is broad, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's that's what I mean. Next to the kids' books and shit. Uh, so yeah, so we're gonna do protagonists uh, as Gabriel once. Protags. Said, uh, several years ago. Mm-hmm. Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Should we just you know let's stop poppy cocking around? Let's stop cock waddling around. Uh, we're gonna be going on for a while. Let's Gabriel, stop dick waffling around. Let's stop dick waffling around. Gabriel, mm-hmm. what is your first? Do you actually have them like in any particular? I do. Order? Okay. Did you? Uh, loosely, but yeah, let's okay. I, I, I can kind of go in that order. All right, Daniel, my number five top favorite protagonist in protagonist. all of literature. I did not include any comic book characters, though I really thought about it. Mm-hmm. Number five is the incomparable Mister Arthur Dent from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series. Oh, I'm, I've always enjoyed Arthur Dent. I've always liked his. Always his combination of flappable and unflappableness. He's always unhappy about where his crazy adventures are taking him, but he always takes it in stride for the most part. Mm-hmm. He's always thrown into the center of horrible things and generally freaks out the exact right amount. And I've always loved this whole story about how he learns to fly because he's that distractible slash British. Good job. Yeah, played by Martin Freeman in the movie. Kind of like a perfect person to play him, too. Yeah, no, I, lo- I love Arthur Dent. He is one of my favorite blank male protagonists. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the rest of my list, there's only other one. There's only one more male. Oh, nice. Uh, unfortunately, mine's the opposite. It's all dudes! Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's a total sausage fest. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a weird... You, like, I think we've talked about this before. Daniel, you enjoy writing female protagonists, but your favorites are normally male? Yeah, well, I, I, it's just like... It also depends on like just like the things that you re- end up reading, you know? Mm-hmm. That's unfortunately what it is. Um, read more women yeah well even if even now i've been reading more i mean i'm definitely trying to read more women and whatnot and also ever since kind of like getting on like the jayco train mm-hmm. um like still it's Wearing like I don't, jeans. I don't know how many favorite protagonists of hers that i've known yeah they're not i mean picking a favorite protagonist often needs it to be like a dramatic story or a series mm-hmm. or an adventure because otherwise it doesn't really play it, Literature yeah. is one of the formats where your protagonist doesn't need to be dynamic. It, uh, looking at this, looking at my list, it's basically a lot of like characters who have stuck with me for a while. Mm-hmm. So, like for example, if I've only been reading Joyce Carol Oates for like four or five years, whatever it's been, like it, it doesn't really like she doesn't have like that that longevity for me. So, uh, not uh, skipping to number five, for example, it's like kind of like fondly remember being like, that's a protagonist I love. For so many reasons and everything, okay, Gabriel, and I feel like this is a kind of like almost too on the nose. Where I had a hard time filling out this list, of course. But Holden Caulfield, number five, Humber Humber from Lolita. I thought you were gonna say that. Yeah, 
Uh, also, would have been a great uh, 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 narrator. You know. Yeah. Uh, honestly, the... I would consider him more for narrator personally. Yeah. It, it it's an interesting yeah that's an interesting way to put that. Um, Humber Humber, the uh, uh, protagonist slash narrator of uh, Vladimir Nabokov's Lolita, mm-hmm. uh, one of the greatest kind of like antiheroes slash villains of literature. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also since the entire story is from her perspective, it's one of like the like greatest examples of like an unreliable narrator. Yeah, and whatnot. And uh, and yeah, like so much about that is just your your drowning in his like over sentimental philosophical not philosophical even just like aesthetically like fucking luxurious kind of way of just his way of viewing the world mm-hmm. despite the fact that everything he does is pretty terrible sure um yeah um i've discovered this interesting thing since i i dated someone in academia mm. apparently people in academia have a kind of general hatred for lolita oh, yeah Especially, I think it's partly because of this. It's because a huge number of douchebag um, male academics model themselves after Humbert. Humbert. So it's kind of like that really shitty, like, by association, it becomes, like, it's an enabling thing. Like, it, someone who, like, who really, really idolizes Bukowski. You're uh, probably not going to want to be, like, date them. No, I was going to say, like, it, it, it's, um, yeah, but that's, it's, like, the same thing with, like, people who, like, you know, those bros who love Fight Club for the wrong exactly. reasons. Exactly. Which, like, you know, I was just That's a reading, great comparison. I was actually just, lo- I was looking up, like, like people who consider, like, David Finch's best movies, and I was like, Fight Club's up there. I don't care if people fucking miss, get that, don't get the movie right, mm-hmm. and they kind of, like, look for, like, the stupidest fucking reasons. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's still a great movie on its own. Yeah. There's, and, there's, a, there's a lot of, there's a lot to say. There's, there has been a recent literary reckoning of that book, and I'm yeah. very interested to hear all about that by someone who is qualified to talk well, about it. Well, I tell you what, um, I think Lolita's on the uh, Strain 80, right? It definitely is. That's going to be a fun thing to talk about because i feel like it's a lot like a lot of the other books that i really like that um that aren't on the strain 80 mm-hmm. but uh but basically like the from like more modern re- like today's readers um i feel like people tried to basically people give like the i try people have been telling me to read lolita i tried to get into it and i couldn't get into it uh it was over long and and yada, yada, yada. like that's kind of like the general kind of like f- like feeling i get from like like people who are just like out there readers like on instagram or whatever Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah i would love to get someone an academic in here with us to talk about lolita because that should be interesting kind of way to look at it yeah there's 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 a lot essentially you and i are lay people who love literature yeah we're like i i love i love yeah like there's yeah there's a lot to say but let's not talk too much let's not too much this is a top five list and we just hit Mm -hmm. one gabriel what is your number four number four (laughs) is um a book that we did on this very show uh i know Okay, who is it? It is Strangler from the Black Company. We didn't do that book. No, we didn't. That's right. Fuck. We did a Shadow Jesus. All Night Following starring Saltimbanco, a functionally mentally ill man who we're supposed to think is a hero. Yeah, there you go. Fucking what, uh, what, uh, what? What's your thing? My number four is Lacey Yeager, protagonist of An Object of Beauty by Steve Martin. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. She is this, like, cunning... And not cruel, but a very complicated enigma of a woman. She's a, she's sexy. She is well. She's well, I mean, cunning's kind of the word for it. She she goes through the art world in the '90s into the aughts, and we see her learn about art, learn to become a better art dealer, and connive and just work her way through Sotheby's in New York. 
And there's, I love the perspective on her from the writer, the protagonist, not the, so the narrator, who's a different character, who's a friend of hers. Uh-huh. And just the depiction of her actions, which some of them are borderline irredeemable, but she's a completely captivating protagonist for me. Yes, she is very much uh, 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 perceived and cataloged as an object of beauty. She is. Gayro, that's a good. I actually keep forgetting we read that for the show. Yeah, I didn't. I would never have Too appreciated pop art without reading that book. Yeah, no, it, it's a very good book. All of you out there, check it out. Uh, Gabriel, my number four. <laughs> uh, and again, maybe a bit on the nose. It might even be on your list and whatnot. Okay. But number four. Speaking of serials. Okay. Uh, Roland of Gilead. I thought about it, but didn't want to put him on there because I knew you would. Roland DeShane. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> ignore that or Roland, Roland Deschain as we thought it was for 20 plus years how do you say it? Deschain Deschain okay I, I don't get why all of a sudden it's French but pff, whatever <laughs> king what? Al- um, Alan 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 mm-hmm. uh, no no uh, Roland of from the Dark Tower uh, we will talk about that when the next time we do the Dark Tower and whatnot. there's a lot to talk about there but silly enough silly enough silly enough silly enough uh, yeah Silmarillionly no, one of my favorite uh, book series of all time. If I usually kind of count that as like one of my top five favorite books, just the whole thing. Sure. Um, I love The Dark Tower. Roland is a great central character mm-hmm. uh, and whatnot. And for I don't lot... start to love him until he loses them fingies. Mm. Which is only in which is in book, book two, two actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, book two is my favorite. And uh, and yeah, no, we we'll talk about him more, but we've also talked about him a lot in the past. So the let's just keep of the rolling, tween. Gabriel. Keep on Roland. What is? How dare you? Into Deshane. Roland Presbaluski. Uh huh. AKA Mr. Ro- Presbo. AKA Roland, my grandfather. Yeah, that's true. Gabriel, go. Okay, number three on my list. Um, my three, two, one are all kind of interchangeable depending on how I'm feeling. It was a very difficult decision to put this character at number three mm. because just as often she could be number one for me. But um, number three is Elizabeth Bennett from Pride and Prejudice. I've never heard of that. Mm-hmm. By Ms. Does Jane have a long version of the name? What's that? Jane doesn't have a long version of, of, of the name, right? It's huh? just Jane. Just Jane Austen. Okay, fucking English. Yeah, anyway, by Jane Austen. <laughs> it is really one of my favorite books. It is, um, I love the BBC miniseries. And I, of course, I love the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, mm. which is on my list of top five favorite adaptations. Who played, but, a, who played a Lizzie Bennet in um, uh, uh, the, the 90s? In the BBC miniseries? Yeah. Um, it was that woman that I'm always really happy to see her. She was in Contagion, and she was in uh, Zero Dark Thirty. Oh, uh, Jennifer Ely. Ely, yeah, that's yeah, um, yeah. No, and uh, who played uh, the dude in that? Wasn't that Kieran Hines in the original? No, no, no that was Colin Firth. It was Colin Firth. That was Colin Firth. Our yeah. boy, Colin Firth. Our boy, Colin Firth. Yeah, I considered putting Maurice Ben Beck Bendrix on this list, but I didn't want to do that. Anyway, if you don't somehow you don't know who Elizabeth Bennet is, Lizzie Bennet, yeah, she know, is know, the middle daughter in um in the Bennet family. She mm. is kind. She is prejudiced. She is decent. She is funny. She is everything you. But want. is she prideful? She, but is she prideful? Is she prideful? She's also prideful. She's also prideful. She has very much pride. Okay. And best of all, she falls in love with a man's house, <laughs> much like in that uh, um, Uzumaki guy's book, Junji Ito. Yeah, no what? My brain is functioning about minus three speed. No, that's fine. We're all mm-hmm. there. But yeah, um, <laughs> if someone like really check out the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, read Pride and Prejudice. It's amazing. Gabriel? 
Yeah. My number three is basically a similar character to your Lizzie Bennet. Sure. My number three is the only... Is, is it Ryan Cador? Is the uh, only one that's from a graphic novel. Oh. And also the only female protagonist in this because I am slightly misogynistic apparently. Okay, hold on. Let me, let me guess. Okay. It is either Mokuto Kusanagi or it is Alita. No. And no. No, really? No, Nausicaa from Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind by really? Hayao Miyazaki, hmm. which um, you all y'all out there might have might know the movie Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, which I actually don't really like. Yeah. Out of, out of all, because like Gabriel, me and you were huge fans of Hayao Miyazaki sure. and studio. Um, I think uh, House Moving Castle is currently playing in the movie theaters. Shit. All right. I love that. I love that one. Um, but uh, but Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, which is one of the earlier uh, Miyazaki films. I'm actually not a huge fan of. I don't really like hmm. it all that much. Um, but however, uh, for those of you who don't know, um, Hayao Miyazaki uh, wrote and drew a seven-volume uh, ser- like serial manga series, uh, manga series uh, that like basically started before the movie was being made and then completed well afterwards. Where like I think the movie came out in like '84, six. You don't, no. you don't know? Nope. No? No nope. idea? Okay. Nope, nope, nope. Whereas I think the manga played in like the mid-90s. Oh, wow. Um, it's really long. And like it goes well past where whatever the fuck the movie just decided Is to Is it stop. like thicker than like the coll- the collected Akira? That's a good question. I don't know. Ak- I mean, each Akira, Akira volume is... is as thick as a Bible. I, uh, how many volumes does Akira Six. Have? Six? I don't know. It, it might be neck and neck. I, I think, um. well, Nausicaa's dense. Like mm. when you open it up, like it's... Like the like, there's no like splash pages or anything. Like it's actually like the, like the the panels are very small. So. Oh, cool! Um, it's very intense. I wish I I wish I brought it with me, but you know it's hit it's huge and heavy. Come into Lonio my Dororo. But that said, uh, Nausicaa, absolutely. Because I was actually thinking about that. For example, I did go through. Is it Alita? And it's like, eh, that's more of like a, a like a nostalgia thing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't get I don't get the same joy out of reading Alita as I used to as a as a youth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because of the translations. And I could it could be in the translations. Um, and I could have picked Mot- Motoko Kusanagi, but again, or uh, Duna Nutz, if that's how you say her name, uh, from Appleseed, for example. Sure. But ultimately, I was like, no, I like Nazuka way more than 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 those guys. It is Miyazaki. So, Gabriel, what is your number two? Number two is surprising no one. Like once again, three, two, one could have been interchangeable at any point for me. Surprising Charles no Manson. one. It is <laughs> Charles Manson of Helter Skelter. Knew it. No, God, no, Lord Christ, no. It is. Anne of Green Gables. Anne of Green Gables. Ladies and gentlemen, really, I can't stop talking about this thing, but basically, if you love Leslie Nope, you will love Anne of Green Gables. She's basically Leslie Nope. Oh, is that okay? That's pretty much it. She's wonderful. That's fine. Uh, I need to collect all the books. Is Anne of Green Gables on the Strand 80? No, it is not. Okay. You know why? Why? They needed to fit in uh, Harry Potter and the, yeah. and the second book, whatever the fuck And also called. three more Ayn Rand books. Well, oh, apparently books. they were voted in. Yeah. No, I mean, like, it. well, first off, why? Whatever, fuck it. Yeah, no, we gotta, we gotta talk shit. about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that whenever we have to read one of those fucking Ayn Let's Rand start books. tweeting at someone who works at the Strand, just like finding, finding hey, shit fuck out. Face. Hey, fuckface. Hey, shithead. Shit? What the fuck is this bullshit? All right, my, my number two. My number, number two, two, a book we actually read for the show. I've never read any books for the show. I, I know. I didn't read. I always pretend. I just go to YouTube. I fucking wiki, I wiki I, them. I just, yeah. And then like. John I Green. Just... I have his phone number. He just tells me about him. Hey, Gabriel. You want to hear about education? He rolls his chair. He's like, hey, it's me. I'm John Green. Oh. Hey, time for the open letter, Gabriel. Uh, but in my number two, Tristan from The Legends of the Fall. 
that makes a lot um, of sense. I love this uh, uh, from people. I was going to say Tristram Shandy. I'm I, like, you read Tristram Shandy? Yeah, Tristram Shandy, sure. But but for people who haven't gone back and listened to the older episodes, I haven't talked about in a while, Brad but Jim Harrison Pitt. is is a famous. No, we're not talking about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will not talk about that. How dare you? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt would also be the best person to play Tristan, but I don't so, want to. So you're like, Brad Pitt? Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Uh, but I don't want to see like '90s era movie star Brad Pitt being directed by Edward fucking Zwick, Zwick of his long glorious mane of hair. Yeah, like playing Tristan because it's like if there's that's... a movie that did not need an orange filter. Is that one? Oh man, orange filter. Uh, so like yeah, no. Um, but I love Jim Harrison. Jim Harrison has lots of classic Jim Harrison heroes who are both like usually like like. Men who it's trying to say like what they are like men who love horses. Men they don't necessarily love horses. Men who love war. But uh, they don't. What, who not, love knives? I was gonna say that's not Jim. Who Man. love women? None of that. Yeah, there we go. Jim there Harrison we go. Love women. What the fuck? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sure everyone know about Tristan. They love war. Tristan goes to no. Who goes? To, one of Tristan's brothers goes to war. One of and this two, is about a knife. Two brothers go to actually all three brothers go to war. And then it's about a knife because the, because that. Then there's was, a guy whose name is like stabbing Westward or something. Stab uh, one stab. One stab, yeah. One stab, right. two stab, blue stab, red stab. Anyway, so not ignoring what Gabriel's misinterpretation I like that book. of the show. Yeah, sure. Uh, anyway, so no, no. Uh, uh, Brown Dog's another great one, but his stories aren't as captivating. Uh, Legends of the Fall is one of my favorite stories, even though it's only a novella. But Tristan is a great romantic, uh, a hero that is very, um, just like very, like the whole thing's kind of written as like this old fashioned saga written in a very short amount of time mm-hmm. gabriel yeah. what is your number one my number one i came at this one very difficult it um then i want to want to take a guess as to who my number one favorite protagonist is uh actually i literally don't know yeah <laughs> I, I really don't um my number one is patrick kenzie from the Dennis Lehane, Kenzie yeah. Gennaro series. Actually, I wonder if I guess that. Yeah, it, it came to me kind of slowly, but when it came down to it, like, who is a, what is a fiction series that I love, I absolutely love above most, and with zero affectation that I found on my own that I really enjoy. I love the voice, I love the character, I love the journey, and I, I gave all, I gave my entire series to Ryan before he passed away, so now I don't have those books anymore, hmm. which I gotta get them again. And they're just books I absolutely love. It's it's what I always wished Philip Marlowe stories were. Uh-huh. Like when you know Marlowe isn't just like a a husk of cool. From Patrick Kenzie is he's like a character from The Wire. He is just a really great detective who is compassionate. He kicks ass, but also never wins his fights. He's just a really good detective, yeah. and I've for years I've been trying to find the detective series that comes even close to what I enjoy from the Kenzie Gennaro books, and I haven't found it yet. And George Pelicanos doesn't come close. Uh... He really doesn't. Okay. That I uh, maybe I'm reading the wrong series. Apparently, he has a really great series called like the DC Quartet, or it's much more along the lines of The Wire. Because from what I've read of Pelicanos, it just feels you know it's good, but I don't love it. I think we should at some point, uh, especially in memory of uh, what Ryan would have wanted us to do, is read White Jazz for the show. Yeah, point. I probably should do that. I, I, just like thinking about that name and I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, that's a mean fucking name, White Jazz. That's brutal. Yeah. Oh, also, I think we should do that. Instead of doing a, my my retaliation to you for doing all of Battle Angel Alita, mm-hmm. we should do all six books of the Kenzie Gennaro series oh, because they are short page turners. Yeah, no, that sounds great. Yeah, and yeah. I I love them. They and, are my favorite book series. And we haven't done any uh Lahane the Hatred since uh since um, since, um, since we, we fell. fell since we fell yeah which is not one of his best books. I I I liked it. I liked the first what like half 
of the book. It was yeah. like really, it was mm-hmm. really emotional and solid. And then the second half, it's like murder mystery. Like what? Yeah, I don't know. I love those Kenzie Gennaro books. They I, are they're perfect pop oilers for me. I know. Let's do that. Uh, what are you gonna call the series? Oh, I'll think about it. Kenzie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Gabriel, number, my number one character, which is going to be coming as no surprise. Who John Grady it? Cole. John Grady Cole. I fucking knew it. All the Pretty Horses and Cities on the Plane. Mm-hmm. It was either going to be Roland or it was going to be John Grady Cole. Yeah. Well, even though Roland, I, I put down to number four, where at this point it's like, I, it's like Roland has like that nice, warm, tingly feeling of like, yeah. I love Roland. He's your favorite back when you were in high school. Yeah. And, and like, he stuck with me and that kind of hero. And no Holden, huh? What? No Holden Caulfield? No. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you love it more than I thought you did. No, no, I, 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 I love that book back in the series. To be fair, I've never, I've never loved that book anywhere near as much uh, since uh, in high school when everybody Everyone read shat it, on and they were just like, <laughs> "What a shitty guy this he is! He just complains about everything." Like, oh, I can't were like, stand oh, him, geez. and I'm over here like, I thought I was holding God. <laughs> Everyone hates it. <laughs> so anyway, anyway but now uh, John Grady Cole, similarly to John Grady Cole, Tristan, knife master. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Um, he is a uh, yeah young uh, American. Grew up on like it's like fucking rich ass like orange uh, oil field, sorry, mm-hmm. in in Texas. But just as when the West starts to fade from America's mind, what year does uh, all the pretty horses take place? Uh, nineteen forties. Really? Say. Yeah, because I think John Grady Cole was born in nineteen thirty three. Okay, wow. Yeah. Um, interesting enough, because I think John Grady Cole was born in nineteen thirty three. Same thing was the kid in Blood of Mary was born in eighteen thirty three. Hmm. Cormac McCarthy was born in nineteen thirty three, so hmm. he keeps using that that number. Anyway, uh, but um, and he goes west. He goes uh, south of the border to find like the west with uh, that uh, is no longer uh, around in America, and basically in pursuing his dreams, he is rewarded with hardship and heartbreak and becomes a realist, and yet somehow still comes ahead as this, like, romantic kind of hero. Yeah, so. I was about to say that, like, it's a very romantic story for how straight-faced the prose is. Very romantic. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it's the one, it's the book, w- which at some point maybe we'll do for, like, 300, I don't know, whatever episodes. Mm-hmm. But, like, uh, yeah, I know, that's, that's one of my favorite books. Anyway, so that was our top five favorite prots. Protags. Yes. You got a text message. No, I didn't. You didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, I did. You're right. Huh. My phone's right here. Who's your favorite protagonist? Gabriel? I think it's time for us to have more water. Daniel is my antagonist. And we're going to come back and we're going to talk about some bullshit. We're going to talk about some bullshit and then we're going to talk about what's next and play a game. Gabriel? All right. Break. Water time. Dear listener, reader. ASMR, baby. Two, I really shouldn't uh, start that soft because the music's usually dipping up, you know. ASMR. Ugh. Mm. I need to listen to this shit. Yeah, I don't want to. I, I don't like that. Please don't seductively whisper in my ear. Yeah, I really Thank don't you. like the idea of that. Yeah. I have intimacy problems, and the idea of that makes me very uncomfortable. Good. Yeah. I have intimacy problems, too. That's why we're buddies. That's why we're bros. That's why we're broski doskies. That's why we're bros in a closet. We're two dudes in a closet. Yes. One of us wearing shorts. Fucking incubator. Incubating. Fucking incubus fan club. Fucking illnesses in this place. We really are. Someone walked in here, they'd immediately come down if, like tuberculosis i know it's gonna be awesome gabriel Mm. this is slow readers sure is america's fast-paced literature podcast it sure is daniel i am a radio gabriel what are you i am a tube 
Yes, and together we are Radio TV 2 on the radio. Oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Daniel, for this last segment, I have a question for you. Okay. What are your reading goals? Slash, what is your goal for slow readers for this year, our third year of the show? Uh, Gabriel! Because the year before, we were like, hey, let's read more women. I think mm-hmm. we did an okay job of that. Mm-hmm. Um, th- your goal could be continue to read more women or read more people of color. You know what? I think my thing is read less women. No. No. Um, I don't know. What's yours? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you had any. Oh, not, well, not necessarily. Mine, mine is read more women, read more minority authors. My I made a list like two years ago of books I wanted to read by minority authors. Well, I haven't gotten around to it. Well, uh, I actually don't remember that at all. Uh, I, I, no, like, I, I, my thing is just to keep reading, to be honest with you, because I, like, I feel like I'm struggling to find time to hang out. Is it Sekiro? And, and, yeah, it's Sekiro. Well, Sekiro right now is kind of eating up a lot of time, of course, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of other things are. But, uh but no, I, I wish I needed to. I started reading um, uh, the faith of the the faith of the writer. I think it's called. I could be wrong about that, but by Chico? Joyce Carol Oates. It's a small book that's basically uh, Oates talking about uh, like her be- like falling in love with writing for the first time, getting mm-hmm. into writing, talking about what writing means to her, advice to young writers, and also talking about how what she thinks writing is and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, which is really fascinating, and interesting, and I bought it a while, and I ju- I'm just really getting around to reading it now. Word. What are you reading, fuckface? Um, right now I'm st- I'm uh, reading IQ, um, the book I bought last week by Joe Eday. That's Joe Ide. that's a that's a hoot. Um, I'm more than halfway through East of Eden, which we're doing next week. Finally, we're wrapping it up. It's only halfway. That's huh? really great. Um, I don't know. There's a lot. There's a uh, my list of to read is enormous, and I just have to find the time because when I find them, when I borrow books in the library, I just don't get around to it because also I have to read for this show, yeah. so I have to figure it out. Yeah. No. Um, I mean, let's see. I guess we can segue then into what's happening next week. Uh, well, next week, we're returning to old Johnny Steinbeck. To old John Steinbrenner. And his fucking painting the faces, the fences white. Mm-hmm. With the faces white, too. <laughs> sure. And, no, we're painting the, the, the fences white. Don't forget, white. Daniel, we have to watch the movie as well. Oh, no. Yes, we do. I don't want to watch the dumb movie. Right. Hey, we finished season four of The Wire. Yeah, but that was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The movie's good, too. Yeah, sure. There's no Lee, but it's good. There's no Lee. The main character isn't Adam Trask. Mm-hmm. There's probably less of Kathy Ames. That's her name? Yeah. I guess niece. Kathy. <laughs> Staying in, Yeah, I know. I'm fuck. sorry. Oh, man. I feel like this sudden like blockage right in this nose canal. That mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, boy, it's going to be a while till I clear that up. Yeah. Gabriel. I got Daniel sick. And our CEO got you sick. I'm pretty sure the CEO I'm, I'm got me sure, sick. Yeah. I ha- I have not hugged anyone else who had a cold. <laughs> what are you doing hugging the CEO? I don't know. He asked for it. Yeah, no. He told me to take off my clothes. Very uncomfortable. It was not. It was not. Was uncomfortable because of that. It was uncomfortable because uh, he was very tall, and I've I've just realized how much I'm not used to. Is that, is that what women them. are into? The film yeah. being enveloped by a big they, guy. <laughs> they love. They love standing on their tippy toes to wrap their arms around a taller man's. Neck. I guess so. I mean, the women who date us we didn't know gabriel no on that note so next time we're, yeah we're gonna continue reading east of eden yeah we're gonna talk about the movie we're talking about the movies. and the week <laughs> after that <laughs> and the week after that we're gonna be doing the next one in the strand 80 we're doing uh, jd salivators the fucker in the god the catcher man. in the butt yeah the catcher in the butt that's very mature gabriel you're mature my thing wasn't a gay thing that's fair. Catcher in the Rye. We're doing J.D. Salinger. Catcher again. Catcher in the Rye. We're gonna do that. That one. Yeah, it's the first time I would have read it in a long time. Same. Yeah. And then after that, who knows? We'll yeah. roll. 
And maybe I get to pick a pick a book for Funzos. We could also, yeah, we could, because after after Catcher, sorry. we can also return um, to Fonzer Kunst. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say we could do that because uh, we need to do the motorball stuff. We got a lot of plates spinning. Yeah, we do. Uh, or just do the next one. I'm curious what the next strand eighty book is. I tell you what, after again Catcher in the Rye, we're gonna roll for mm-hmm. the thing. We do that. We could also do the first um, uh, Patrick Gennaro book. book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, after I paid, I'm gonna rebuy that whole series. Uh, before my nose starts running, Ew. I think we should start doing plugs, Gabriel. Okay. Um, ladies and gentlemen, time is running out, but thanks to the valiant efforts of Noel Snyder and other people onto Facebook, Ryan's Goslings, their team running a 5K on April 14th for the donor donor dash. Um, getting money for um organ and tissue donation awareness. They've earned over 10 grand. Oh, yeah? which is amazing. Wow. So let's keep it going, people. Let's make sure. There's a link down below. Please donate money to them. Daniel and I are actually going to be on the Whip Around podcast hosted by our friend Sean Hayes, Phil Laporta, Dave DiOrio, and Julia Psugo. We're going to be on their show um, this coming week. I believe it's coming out on Wednesday. So mm-hmm. tune into that. Please donate money as much as you can to this wonderful cause. Ryan's birthday was just last week. We miss him very much. So please do that. Also, um, follow me on Instagram at read, as in reading books, Richards. I don't post too much on it because I'm lazy and tired. But beyond that, I mean, shit. Give this show some stars. Rate and review us. You know, Daniel, we have no reviews on Stitcher. Does Stitcher have reviews? They're, they do. They do? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I don't really pay attention to Stitcher all that much. Yeah. yeah. I listen to everything on Stitcher nowadays. Yeah. Well, I honestly, well, I only use Stitcher, but I never really look at... I, I didn't even notice that there's, like, stars or whatever. Yeah. But rate, review, and subscribe to our show. And if you do so and you message me, I will send you a free sticker. Yes, we're making stickers, and Gabriel is beautiful with his stickers. My stickers are beautiful. And it's going to carry the illness that we have right now. Yeah, I'm going to cough all over them. But don't worry. Along with a pair of used panties. If you, if you, uh, if mine, you, not if, anyone else's. That'd be gross. Okay, all right. Um, but if you out there get our illness, that means you'll have a little bit of us in you. Sure. <laughs> uh, are you done? Plug Daniel. Okay. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Top Gun Radio and on Instagram at Slow Readers, uh-huh. more like Slow Feeders. <laughs> <laughs> like a newsfeed. What? Like a, like a news feed? Yeah, sure. Um, okay. And uh, you can buy all my fiction on Amazon mm. uh, by the author, Danny. Daniel Gonzalez, aka D. Gonzalez Gonzalez. D. Gonzalez Gonzalez. If I could say it without mumbling, D. Gonzalez Gonzalez. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now is available The Shadow from the Deep and mm-hmm. also uh, Fictions Bordering on the Fantastic. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's, I, I just realized we're like a month away from it being the like uh, a one year anniversary of The Shadow from the Deep being published. Awesome. So, yay. Congratulations, Daniel. Progress. Um, so, yeah, other than that, uh, there's not much else to say. Rate and review the show. It is two years. If you want. Two more years of this. Even if you don't want Even two more years of this. Actually, if you don't, let us know. Yeah, hey. <laughs> give us all those reviews. You want yeah. your stars. Yeah, let us know about it. Um, Be like Johnny No Thumbs. Johnny No Thumbs. Who calling thinks... you out, buddy. Yeah, calling you out every time. You're our dude. He's essentially like the third host of the show by he now. He pretty much is. Yeah. He has to be. Um, so yeah, if you go down there, review it. Let us know how idiot we are. Let uh, us know how idiot we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, Solid. And, We're uh, sick. And yeah, other than that, pray for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Check out the Whip Around podcast. We'll be on there this coming week. More like the Dip Around podcast, not the Fox News show. That's the Dip Around. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the end. Yeah, of the that's show. fine. All right. I'm gonna drink water. All right. Bye. Make me soup. Mm-hmm.
This has been a Top Count Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabriel Mara. For more shows and information, go to topcountradio.com. Thank you.